Welcome back, everybody, to the Amazon Women on the Moon segment by segment podcast. It's me, Tim Holsizer, the guy from the first episode. Well, here I am on the last episode, and I'm back to talk about the final sketch of this classic comedy motion picture. And with me, once again, artist, musician, filmmaker, and all-around great human, Jeff Coulter. Hello. Oh, thanks, Tim. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> it's great to be back. It really and is. It's really great to be talking about a sketch I think we both enjoyed a little more than Mondo Kondo. I would go beyond a little. <laughs> Uh, in case you are somehow an am amnesiac, um, Amazon <laughs> Women on the Moon is a spoof of low-budget 1950s science fiction movies interspersed with various comedy sketches and fake commercials. And when asked what IMDb credit he would like to have removed, actor Brian Cranston said, this movie. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I was like, wait, where was he in the movie? <laughs> I... I don't even know if his segment made it. He might have been edited out. Um, the segment we are discussing today is the final segment of the film. It comes halfway through the credits. It's called Reckless Youth. It's a black and white parody of old educational films warning about the spread of social diseases. The writers of the film, once again, Michael Berry and Jim Mulholland, and this sketch directed by the great Joe Dante. Love Joe Dante. Hi, Joe. What a guy. Just in case he hears this. Joe, make Gremlins 3, please. He hasn't done much I'm, lately. I don't, yeah, I have no, I don't know. He, I believe he has like a, um, either a YouTube or podcast thing where he talks about old movies and shows old trailers and stuff, or at least he did. I'd watch that. Trailer, trailers from Hell? That was the little show he was doing. Uh, it was great. He's, he's such a smart dude. Um... Anyway, yes. And you have Actors... to be to make such a uh, 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 well-made uh, satire. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he he brings more to this than it deserves. Well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the actors in the sketch are Carrie Fisher, who plays Mary Brown. Paul Bartell <laughs> as the doctor, who calls her Mary Brown. <laughs> Paul Bartell had worked with Joe Dante before, 10 years before, on the film Hollywood Boulevard, which is a, it's a fun little movie. And I like this sketch a lot. I think you did, too. I did, very much. It really nails that. Like, everything from the writing to the acting, the filming, uh, the cinematography, just, like, perfectly nails what they're trying to satirize. Oh. Or spoof, I should say. It's, um, yeah, have you seen Decker? Uh, Decker. It's like what is that? Tim Heidecker action show. Oh, oh! I saw the first season of that. I need to watch more of it. It was great. Yeah, so it's like in the same vein of like something like made uh, on the like made to look bad, and done with like conviction and a knowledge of what makes things like in like video and cinema or whatever bad. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like this. Do, this is. I mean, this is like. 20, 30 years before that, but... Um, yeah, apparently, to, uh, they, they even, even has the scratchy old film look, and uh, I'm, you may have read this as well. Uh, supposedly, to achieve that scratchy look, Dante and his editor and best friend, Marshall Harvey, took the film, unspooled it out of the can, and scratched it on the floor. That's so cool. I hope that's true, because that is so cool. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, title of the sketch, when they show this, the title card, says that Reckless Youth's original title was Are These Our Loins? <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's so much hilarious stuff to talk about in this sketch. I mean, she, she comes in to talk to the doctor about her illness or whatever. and Mary Brown? Yes? Sit down, Mary Brown. It's pretty obviously a venereal disease of some sort, and... Thank you, Doctor. I love that the first look of horror on the doctor's face is when she says that she left Ohio, Iowa to go to New York uh, City. Yeah, there's like a tongue. <laughs> and he's just like... <gasps> Mary, I've been going over your tests. How did a nice girl, like you, come to contract a social disease? Then my worst fears are confirmed. Oh, the shame of it. <laughs> no, no. And that entire sequence where they cut to her in New York oh. City, I, I was laughing my ass off. I, like, it's a rat. <laughs> I, uh, there's so much. Um, uh, the, I want to go back to the doctor's office. Um, mm. The yeah, there's like this camera move early on when Carrie Fisher walks in, where like the camera guy like shakes or something, or like like <laughs> trips up for a second, and they kept it in, and then they like dolly in on like a on an office chair. Another point, and you can hear the casters on the wheels or the dolly squeaking, <laughs> and like the person scooting themselves in to do a dolly move. All that stuff, like, and the lighting is atrocious. Like half her face is in like shadow and they shoot from that angle and stuff it's just so good yes and so the, bad the look, of, the look of the whole office it just mm. feels like something that would have been shot like at night when when during the day they were shooting like an old um you know film noir or something like yeah. it's like a detective office there, or something there should have been a, a maltese falcon on the desk or something yeah <laughs> uh, well they reuse love- that in that set for every single location too that's the exact same place every in every location in this other than the uh the 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 clinic that's true that's true um yes she goes she she goes to new york she uh ends up hanging out with a bunch of i i don't even know who these people would be are they are they gangsters or just uh sleazy producers the first guy is. I met a theatrical agent. Gosh, that sure is different than the sarsaparilla we have back home. Well, we like a little more sass in our career. Now, Mary, I didn't get you up here to dish out a lot of hooey. Oh, that's all right. I already had lunch. Okay. Yeah, we, I, we, I, we have a little more sass in our perilla. <laughs> that guy, I love that. <laughs> I like the part where it's like everybody's undressed. She's sitting on his knee and she's like, gee whiz, my first sophisticated New York party. Which one is Cole Porter? Here. Dunk your whiskers in this, sister. You guys sure like your sarsaparilla in this town. Get her. Shut your trap or I'll box your ears off. Keep your hands off me, you big palooka. That was my first exposure to New York intellectuals. Gee whiz, my first sophisticated New York party. Which one is Cole Porter? How they're um, all, f- like, four, the four guests, other than, like, the main gangster in that party, the other four guests, two being, like, hardened criminal-looking gangster types, are all just bouncing balloons. 
and and, <laughs> and that's it. They just that's how they party is they just be- keep a balloon in the air. Uh, it's, just <laughs> it's a good time. It's fun. Oh man, do you do you remember what the one um, the leader says to the other guys? He he gives them some threat when she, when he's talking uh, to her. He goes like, "I'll bite your ears off." I'll bite your ears oh, off. B- box your ears or something? No, he says, I think he says, bites your ears off. Oh, I thought he said, box your ears yeah. off. Well, either way, I loved it. Uh, I loved it. She has, like, um, a high-pitched voice, but I don't understand. Yeah, the entire time she has a high-pitched voice, and except for the one part where she's with her boyfriend at home, uh, she just seems to have regular Carrie Fisher voice there. She's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, um... Oh, uh, yeah, but, it's weird. I mean, they did, like, they really went, like, they put, like, a, uh, they, they sped up the audio a little bit and then put, like, a warble in it. Yeah. So, I guess it, I, I'm assuming they did it to drop the quality or make it look like it's been around for a long time. Speaking of camera moves, I like, when she, when they cut back to them with the microscope and he <laughs> says, like, take a look at in the microscope of, you know, the germs inside you. When you realized that your body had been rendered impure, what did you do? They do this great move where they, like, follow his face <laughs> over to where she yeah. is, and then they go down, <laughs> and then they, like, pan back up. <laughs> it is perfectly terrible PSA cinematography of the time. Oh, it's so... <laughs> hey, it was motivated, at least. It was. It yeah. was super motivated, like <laughs> to, to the point where you're like, I, I, it, I shouldn't be noticing the camera work, which is why I love it. Did you know the term social disease before uh, watching this? Um, I did, just because I had old timey mm. grandparents. You don't and have stuff. to tell us why. It's, it's, a, <laughs> you know, it's personal. No. I mean, I heard it from my doctor. Right, Let's. Right. Just be <laughs> Timmy Brown. <laughs> um Sit no i think down. actually i remember that i remember it being in the lyrics to a song too like um oh god i can't remember what it is if it's billy joel or what but it's like you suffer from a social disease anyway i i didn't i mean that doesn't sound like uh an std and but maybe is that what that song's about you know what just like every other could, billy joel song <laughs> i could be completely wrong okay it could be a completely different artiste all right. Could be the clash. I could be anything. That's beautiful. <laughs> I didn't. I never heard of this term before. I had to look oh. it up. Yeah. And uh, what? Yeah. You were see. You learned from this important PSA. Think. Think. It worked. <laughs> and uh, I'm never going to New York City again. Apparently, uh, Amazon Women on the Moon was edited numerous times with Joe Dante's reckless youth sketch in different places huh. during the movie. Um, John Landis has stated that this was the best segment of the film. Mm. When they tried to put other things after it, they paled in comparison. Uh, so the segment was almost cut entirely until Dante suggested, hey, why don't we just put it after the end credits start? And Landis was like, hey, let's do it. That's That sounds uh, like John Landis was jealous, right? Like, oh, it's so good. We should probably just cut it. Uh, and, <laughs> and then, like, Joe Dante's the one who's like, could we at least, like, put it after the credits? <laughs> yeah, Landis was like, hey, look, as long as it starts with my sketch, yeah. 
I mean, obviously nothing is, can follow my great Arsenio sketch, but <laughs> you guys can try. Yeah, maybe that's why the movie wasn't as good as it could have been. It's because everything had to follow Mondo Kondo. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> but this isn't about Mondo Kondo. This is about reckless youth. That's right. Uh, A.K.A. are these our loins. <laughs> uh, by the way, I love it. Not to cut ahead, but at the end of the sketch, it says it was presented by Miracle Pictures. If it's a good picture, it's a miracle. That's so good. That's so, so good. good. <laughs> That's uh, really funny. That's yeah. really, really clever. I like uh, Paul Bartel's guy liner. He had like the yeah. little eyeliner under. The... That was great. He looked like that um, that mesmerist that used to be on TV in the '80s that looked like Anton Lavey. I can't remember his name, but he they looked very similar. The same like facial hair and the eyeliner. Hmm. Was it the Amazing Randy? I don't know. No. Hmm. <laughs> No, he's, I'm, just gonna, he, yeah. I'm just gonna throw a bunch of names out. Was it uh, Sammy the Sly Stone? Uh, yes. yes, yes, it was Sly. Uh, <laughs> Sly Stone the Mesmerist. Sly Stone Stallone. Um, <laughs> what? So, oh, uh, uh, to talk about her um, uh, husband, her high school sweetheart that becomes her husband. Yes. Uh, he. Uh, so after learning what social disease was uh, I did a little googling um, if I may and uh, I looked up what STDs cause blindness and syphilis was at the top of the list mm-hmm. so bazinga again learning goodbye yes. honey I'm going to work goodbye <sighs> Ken what's wrong my eyes. Uh, and blindness plays a role twice in the film. First, he slams into a wall at home, and then, dare I bring it up, he drives his car off a cliff. Oh, he burns his co-worker Mike as well. Ken's vision began to affect his work. <laughs> Mike! Sorry! That's with true. A, with a welding torch. <laughs> we never see Mike. You know, but we hear him and his blood curdling screams as he gets burned by a welding torch. Yeah, I forgot to look up who does the uh, Mike screaming part. I wonder who could have been Dante. Let's let's say it was. Yeah, why not? It makes for a good story. Yeah. Joe Dante did a really great job as Mike. Terrific. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he really got burned. He's a method actor. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oops. Carrie Fisher's very good in this. I think that she should have done more straight-up comedies because she's great in this, Blues Brothers. I mean, I always enjoy her. Yeah, she's very funny, like, uh, as a person. Like, when I ever saw her on a talk show, she was very clever and witty. Yeah, um, yeah, great writer, great... That's right, she man. did all those script punch-ups, right? Absolutely. Yeah, she's... She was, it's sad. Um, yeah, really, really talented... Um, very funny. I agree. She she uh, she got the joke like immediately. I'm sure. Like she gets yeah. it and and sells it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely like. This is it's, it's always great when people come from the Hollywood entertainment world and are hip to it. Mm -hmm. It's always fun. Right. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> what a great sketch. What a great way to end an, a movie that didn't have a lot of masterpiece sketches. <laughs> ah, today's reckless youth, with your fast roadsters and your rumble seats. 
I want to show you something, Mary Brown, for your own good. Send you out, send you out of the theater on a high. If you stay past the credits. Mm, that's true. This is a post-credit scene in a way. You know? Yeah, I wonder how many people walked out of there thinking that David Allen Greer was the last thing in the movie. <laughs> well, that was a that was something. Hmm. I, well, I would have said. I guess we'll go home, honey. Uh, Why are they're all that laughing in the theater that we just walked out of? <laughs> um, <laughs> are they playing Mondo Condo again? That they started over? I bet the theater kid cleaning up the popcorn fell on his bum. <laughs> Aww. Hmm. Oh! I, I'm just looking over my notes real quick. Is it... Oh, yeah, by all means. Um, Darren Darren loves to edit. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Sorry, Darren. Darren, you're the best. I'm sorry for everything, Darren. I apologize for whatever I said to offend you. <laughs> the old cartoon of the mice running in and out of the hole in the wall. Yes. Uh, as the, um, the, uh, I guess the syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, I guess they're representing the syphilis germs. Yeah. Take a look at the germs that have ravaged your system. And they do a great job. I wonder what cartoon that's from. Yeah, they didn't look Some like. Um... Come now with me to the clinic. Looks like an old Fleischer black and white. Why does it with mice and old cartoons? Are so they're, they're a lot. Right? I guess back then the world, uh, all there was was dungarees and mice. So yeah, what else were you gonna... that's it. <laughs> and and cigarette commercials, sarsaparilla. And sarsaparilla. They put everything they could think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, dungarees. Yeah, they were, weren't they? I mean, there were so few animals on the earth at that time that yeah. they had to make up characters like Goofy that you don't even know what for what they are for sure. He's a werewolf. Oh, okay, that's what right. It is. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's a shy werewolf. Yeah, oh, <laughs> gorge! Sure, wish I could tear you apart. <laughs> oh yeah, so having it end in a car crash. Mary and Ken. Is mm. a really really funny button. Uh, you know, because of, like, the scare tactics used in, like, PSAs, like, unabashedly, to the point where it's like you're going to die in a fiery auto crash if, yeah, you... <laughs> uh, yeah, they're yeah. like, they just, like, how do we ramp up the fear? It's so good. Yeah. They have that, oh, and the stock footage of that that werewolf, uh, that werewolf. There you go. Uh, oh, God, what was his uh, character's name? Pete a... Jones, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it goes It goes with Mary Brown, Pete Jones. He, he says, uh, he's, um, much like hers was like a pseudonym, like as I say in the opening credit sequence there. Um, well, uh, just thinking of how they had opening credit crawl for Star Wars, anyway. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, they said Mary Brown in quotation marks, right? And then, like, he says in this, uh, let's call him Pete Jones. <laughs> like, and she's when he's introducing her to him. Uh, was really he in the cage from uh, being addicted to cigarettes? Yeah, uh, beer and cigarettes, yeah. Beer and cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> he turned him into a wild man. We don't have any cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the, the fact that the uh, that entire room, like, they leave a normal-looking office and go down to a dungeon yeah. is so good. <laughs> it's just, like, one, one door over, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 
typical Come clinic. Come with me, Mary Brown. <laughs> Sit down, Mary Brown. <laughs> oh, another thing I wanted to bring up, and this is way out of sequence. Mm. Uh, he goes to put his hand on her head earlier in the sketch and he has the latex glove like half on with like the fingers all deflated and he just kind of like plops <laughs> this like limp hand on her head and then when he removes and he says you are unclean and then he lifts his hand up and like takes the like rubber glove off it's just that was a really funny little detail like it, that it, the attention isn't drawn to it but um that's joe dante baby it's really good one other thing i wanted to bring up also, is um, the nudity in the office scene, the party scene, totally, right. it, it um, is the only thing that really, I feel, breaks um, the illusion of this being like a, of that era PSA. Good point, yeah. Yeah, yeah and they, they don't really call attention to it. There was no, technically no reason to not have her in a bra, like, like Mary Brown was, it was except that it was probably Landis was just like, I'm gonna need you to throw some nudity in there, Joe. It's like, what do you say? Yeah, you're right. Just put. <laughs> uh, I mean, it not, fits not into to... the movie fine, uh, but yeah. as its own thing, it takes you out of the uh, the. Uh, it's an anachronism, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe it was like they were they foresaw that 30 years later we would have YouTube and they were like, we don't want this movie free on YouTube. We need nudity and all the good sketches. God, yeah. Landis's uh, foresight about um, streaming media and stuff was wild. Oh, he was trading crypto in like nineteen seventy. Incredible. That's where Nuts. he made his fortune. I heard. That's what I heard. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so glad we got to discuss a good sketch. This was wonderful. Wow. Jeff, um, you know, really enjoyed this time spent with you discussing a wonderful sketch. And, um, I, hey, would you like to plug something of yours for people? Uh, sure. I have some stuff coming down the line here at some point soon, some projects I'm excited about. Uh, you can go to my Instagram, Jeff underscore Coulter, K-O-L-T-E-R, and, uh, keep up to date if you care to i'm not sure why you would but if you want to and then i have like some drawings and stuff on there as well so check it out well um i'm on the internets as well you can find me on instagram i think i might be called glam crackers on there for some reason and on twitter i'm tim holsizer um and uh you know i got a podcast that i'm making could be out by the time this comes out it's called tim travel it's going to be about history who knows? But anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And check out the Amazon Women on the Moon segment-by-segment segment podcast Twitter at A-W-O-T-M-P. And thank you again, Jeff. Thanks, Darren, for having me as a guest host. And I uh, hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful new year. <laughs> and uh, until next time, remember insert clever reckless youth quote here oh shut your trap or i'll bite your ears off there you go <laughs> adios